Well, I don't know where Will Smith's going to go now because he's basically already out in Bel Air. Now he got in a fight, and I'm not sure where his mom is going to send him. Ames with AJ. I appreciate the laugh. AJ's in this morning. It took me like two seconds to get that. I, I know. I thought all night I thought about that. <laughs> so if you didn't see, there's actually a link on our Facebook page last night at the Oscars, which Will Smith, spoiler alert, won. He won the Oscar for his appearance as uh, uh, Serena, uh, as Serena's dad. In King Richard, right? So he won. He got to give up and get a speech. But before that, it was kind of awkward because he walked up and smacked Chris Rock in the face. And the question is, okay, first of all, AJ, do you think it was legit? Yeah. Like, Chris reaction. Chris reaction. Wow. Chris Rock's reaction. Say that ten times. After the slap tells me it was real. Or else he would have been like, oh, you know, crack some dumb joke. And we move on. He stared at the camera, looked off to stage left. Stared back at the camera. like, I don't know what to do. I just got decked by Will Smith. I tell you, when I watched the, the video of the slap itself, it feels movie slappish. And what I mean is like Chris Rock moves his head with the whole thing. But Wait. based on what you said, the reaction and Come everything out. said is makes it legit. Because he, like, he was like stunned. Okay, so will you movie slap me and then real slap me? I want to know what the difference is. Ooh. Like, come over and just Ooh. movie slap me. I'm going to make a joke about your sweatshirt, and I want you to come over and movie slap me, and then I want you to come over and <laughs> slap here. me. Here we go. Okay, okay here you go. Hey, your sweatshirt's ugly. You got to roll your head with me, okay, right? Ready? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, God, mother son of a gun. Oh, okay. That was um. Can we? That it wasn't coordinated very well. We gotta hire a new stunt give guys. Give me ten minutes and then you can real slap me. Oh, okay. So yeah, okay. Well, in that case, if that's the movie slap, it was. Fake. It's just so fast. But okay. But here's the thing: is what he said. What Will Smith said after after he sat down. Oh yeah. Tells me yeah, that it was real. Yeah. Because okay. there's no way you say that on air. No, you're right. You're right. I'm a cynic. I'm a cynic. I admit it. So my question is then, have you ever felt, because what, what brought the whole thing about is uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has shaved her head and I guess has a hair loss condition. I think and it's he, like alopecia or something. Yeah. And, and Chris Rock made it, first of all, he made a G.I. Jane joke. Yeah, I mean, not, good not, gosh, not that's a dated reference. But here's the thing is Will laughed at first, right? He was trying to be a good sport. Oh, okay. I think so, he was. Okay. And then it was so like, So you don't nope. think Jada's like, did you not just hear what he said to me? Go up there and take care of this. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that was a little. I bit could of, see him being that guy. Have you ever, have you ever felt compelled to physically act on behalf of your lady? Yeah, I had a girlfriend in fifth grade, <laughs> and someone said something to her that I was like, "Excuse me, I baking powder. You want to go? <laughs> you you want to put some gloves up here, rock star, huh?" <laughs> And then all I remember is I ended up in like the trash can or something. I can't remember how it ended. But but it's, it's the thought of the fact. Yeah, that it's, that the, it's the thought that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, one time for me, Ashley was working with this guy who was just being really sexist, like just mm. politically because Mm-mm. she's a woman and stuff. And it was to the point that I was like, I'm gonna just drive out there and I'm gonna have a couple words with Absolutely, this fellow. Absolutely, you should. Couple, but then I was like, me getting arrested at your job doesn't seem like a good way to go about <laughs> this. Cooler heads did ultimately prevail, but mm, close. Close. <sighs> Ajay's in this week. Actually, Ajay, with the new uh, schedule change for you, I'm curious if you have any little secrets or something to help you wake up because it's still something five years in. I'm not. I'm not doing great with. <laughs> still haven't adjusted yet. A little huh? bit. <laughs> well, getting up is still a miracle of science. I haven't figured out quite yet. So maybe just maybe, since Ajay's in this week and he's got to adjust the new schedule, he's got a secret to help us along here. Maybe. Maybe. Ames with AJ on VFX. AJ, how are you doing with the, the first day? The adrenaline carry you through, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll admit 5.15 a.m. came a lot earlier than it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. All I remember is playing some video games late last night, turning it off, going to bed, and then, oh, hearing an alarm. So so what does it for you? What is the thing that gets you up in okay. the morning? So I love to go and smell. I've never had coffee in my life, ever. Never. But I love the smell of it. Really? Yeah. When I used to work at a gas station, my job every morning, and this was by volunteer, is to go to, get up, go to the place, and make the coffee. And it was, I took pride in that. <laughs> I took honor in that. Mostly because I would sit there, and I would smell the coffee beans for about five minutes on purpose. And then there would be like a line standing waiting for coffee. And then I'd finally make it. <laughs> Just over there wafting, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm like... 
Oh, you waiting that's, for me? That's, Hold on. That's what does it for you. Oh, that's really? it. That's it. There's the sunrise. Oh, there's the Guatemalan sunrise. Yes, please. Okay, so, so the smell of coffee wakes you up. I got to tell you, I'm concerned about my smell because I, I feel like my nose has kind, kind of gone numb to smoke. What do you mean smoke? So, like, if you burnt something and I'm yeah. sleeping in the house, I don't think it would wake me up. Okay, so if, for example, if I were to make bacon next to my bed, because I love the smell of bacon, All right. and I got my George Foreman grill, so sitting next to my bed, I have four strips of bacon on my George Foreman grill. I put it there at night. I get up in the morning. I plug a George Foreman grill in. It turns on. I have the smell of bacon. And then when I get up, I ter- open up the thing, take out the four strips of bacon, and then I am having bacon. One time I accidentally grilled my foot, and it hurt. But, AJ, you are you telling me you wouldn't be able to smell that? No, see, the bacon I think would wake me up because I would be like, oh, someone's making bacon. They better have made some for me. <laughs> Can I tell you, by the way, speaking of which, it's funny you mentioned that. Not, it was not this weekend. It was last weekend. So I got up before my girlfriend, and she got up just a little bit after me. It was Saturday. And I go out, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of brunch time. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I made peanut butter sandwiches, right? Not oh. a whole lot available in the house. Didn't feel like doing anything. I make peanut butter sandwiches. Ashley proceeds to make what she calls eggies in a bla- basket, where you cut the hole out of the bread, and you cook the egg in the center, and then you flip it over. Sort of, sort of like French toast, but not because the egg's still intact. And she made bacon, and I'm like... Were you going to say anything? Hey, if you're going to make PBs, she doesn't need to make you anything. No, but I mean, if I had known she was going to cook up actual breakfast, I think I would have had some. Did you learn your lesson, AJ? (laughs) What is the lesson? Don't be making things before she starts making things. (laughs) Yeah, all right, yeah. So it's on me not not asking as opposed to her not saying. She was just doing her thing. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... If you haven't heard of Eggie's Basket, I highly recommend it. Definitely not going to be good. I've never heard of that, by the way. I know. It's, I think you'd like it. If you like French toast, I think you'd like it. Okay. Uh, but definitely not one of the weirdest things you would have ever eaten. Started with a conversation about uh, how do you balance being the cool and uh, strict parent and then turned into, well, dads are really the only ones stubborn enough to eat dog biscuits for 20 years. What? When it comes to balancing being the friendly parent and being the strict parent, how do you do that? Goals Gym debated eight. That started at us awesome. John's on the line. John, how do you do it? Man, I, I'm in the middle of teenagers right now. And I'm kind of what you talked about. I, my, my personality is that I want to have fun with my kids. Right. But I've got to the point now where I've gotten pushed over, and I just call them out on the crap. Uh-huh. I say, look, I give and I give, but then <clears throat> when you take advantage of it, that's when consequences arise. So, and it, you know, they're older teenagers, and when you talk to them about that and have that conversation, they get it. And that's when I think more of the friendship starts to develop versus the, you know, the parent. Because as they get older, I think it's more of a friendship and respect thing than it is a parent-child relationship. But I would totally agree with that, actually, John, because I think that was how my dad handled my brother and I. He had a hands-off parenting style unless we made a mistake and he had to correct the course. And at the time, he was the strict parent, but, you know, we're close with him now because he was honest with us. Instead, you go the other way. I think my mom wasn't so honest about it and then tried to overcourse correct, and it affects the relationship. Though, to be honest, it I don't see my mom being one that could eat dog treats for 20-plus years. A story's gone viral on Reddit where a woman said that she was talking to her dad about gas prices, and he ended up talking about these biscuits that he gets at the, gra- the gro- uh, gas station. Been doing it for 20-plus years. Loves them. She went over there and bought a pack, and within just turning it over, said they're clearly marked dog treats. Now, Dad says with that new knowledge, he doesn't think he's going to eat them anymore, but that is a dad thing. Like, my father is a very intelligent man. My father's also a very stubborn man, and he knows what he knows, he likes what he likes, and that's very clear. Now, I do not think that my dad would not, like, look at the bag and, and then examine it just a smidge to see what it is because he's health conscious enough that I think he'd check that. But my dad is stubborn enough that I think if he liked something or he decided something, he would very much be set in those ways for a while. My question is, obviously, they're not that bad because if the taste didn't stand out to him, they must be solid. And so is it weird to eat dog treats? Sure, but I don't think there's any health ramification. Who's going to know? That's not definitely the weirdest thing anybody's eaten before, though, right? 68255, then I'm going to text, start your text with VFX. I will tell you, people have asked me before, 
do you want to know how hot dogs are made? And my answer every time is absolutely not. Because if I know, I'm not going to want to eat them. I know there's a casing and it's the leftover part. I, I know enough, but I don't need to know anymore. That being said, as, as disgusting as it is to picture casing being filled, fish balls are entirely worse than hot dogs. When I was in Asia, we uh, had, had a bunch of foods, delicious Korean food, actually probably the best food. We had a bunch of food. It was delicious. We went to the place and had the, uh, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but they serve it in those little baskets, and you kind of order it buffet style, and everybody kind of picks and chooses. Well, we decided to try fish balls because we try to be authentic. We try to get as much authentic cuisine as we can. Oh, no. No, you know, hot dogs, right? They're cooked correctly. You bite through. You don't really know the casing is there. It just all feels part of the same hot dog. No, this was quite clear because it took very much effort to pierce the darn thing. And then even slight. oh, mm, mm. I did one to be a good trooper never again. That is by far and away the most disgusting thing that I've ever had. I will take dog biscuits seven days out of the week and twice on Sunday. Ajay, can you top uh, fish fish encased in fish? Ugh, I can't do it. Fish balls is what they were called. Can you beat that? I mean, but weirdest gross. food you ever had? That honestly is pretty good. It was the texture alone, just oh yeah, yuck, yuck. Can you talk? Yeah, that? I okay. So uh, when I was in Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio, starting a church mission, and it was like one of my, I think it was like my second week in Ohio, mm. and this wonderfully old senior citizen lady who may have been low on ingredients put out a broken, like it was a empty pumpkin shell with ground like seasoned beef at the bottom. Mm-hmm. This is not a joke. Um, and then there was, uh, there was like this kind of pasta on top of it with cottage cheese around it. Mm. That's not a joke. Mm-mm. The texture alone is weird. I've never mm. drinking so much water and juice <laughs> like I did that day. All right, let's, let's stop this before either of us throw up. You know, AJ, it always disappoints me that in Florida, not none of the criminals ever heard that stupid little saying we heard as kids all the time. We used to say to each other. Which one was that? Possession's nine-tenths of the law. You should take something and say, Possession's nine-tenths of the law. It's mine now. I've n- never heard that in never, my life. Never? Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, Florida Not aims with AJ on VFX. AJ's in, and he will be playing Florida Not. Two stories, one from Florida, one not, because, of course, 99% of dumb criminals are from Florida. So your headlines. Headline number one. Two guys could have rolled down their window and yelled, we're doing illegal stuff because they sped through a red light at supreme speeds, almost hit a cop car, and no surprise, had drugs on them. But hey, you know, if you want to get the cop's attention, that's one way to go about it. I mean, I've, man, I always thought I was a bad driver, but not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Nominee number two, speaking of drugs, a man was pulled over while driving a scooter, which turned out to be packed with both meth and other illegal substances. When uh, asked about it, he said, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's not my scooter. Confessing that he stole it. And then he was like, oh, those are my drugs. Possession's nine-tenths of law, AJ. <laughs> it's not my drugs. I, well, you wouldn't arrest somebody for delivering drugs to somebody else, would you? <laughs> I didn't know it was there. Just because I'm the king of forward emails doesn't mean I'm the one that's emailing the people. These criminal stories where people have a bunch of illegal things on them and drive so recklessly make no sense to me. Can I ask you a question? Why did you pick driving and drugs as both stories? That, that's just what you, you just deal with what the deck shuffles. <laughs> that's what the deck <laughs> shuffled today. Ayers with AJ on VFX. You couldn't pick Florida one like, uh, there's a man who goes on stage and decks another man at an award well, show. Well, then, then you can't say, well, this this story, <laughs> this had, this framework of a story sounds crazier <laughs> than the other. They're both pretty similar. But like back to my both of these, driving stupid. Makes no sense to me because if a cop pulls up behind, heck, this morning going into work, I was behind a cop and I slowed down to make sure that he went away. Uh-huh. Like, it's so like if I had drugs in the car, which I never would, I'm not gonna be like <laughs> driving Even on the sidewalk. Even when I know I'm innocent, I still take a left or right turn if the cops in front of sure. me. Just to make sure. So story number one, it's Florida not one story from Florida, one story not because all dumb criminal stories generally from Florida. Two guys were driving recklessly. They rolled through a red light. They almost hit a cop car. They were driving at 2.30 in the morning on a Friday. And unsurprisingly, cops were like, well, we should probably pull these guys over. So they did. And while they were doing so, they noticed a glass pipe on the floor and decided to search the car and found meth, prescription pills, and more drugs. Again. You got all that in the car, and you're like, 2.30 in the morning, 100 miles an hour. What's going to happen? <laughs> what could go wrong? What?
Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Story number two. A man was driving a scooter that he apparently had stolen because when the cops pulled him over, he said, because uh, uh, the license plate had been obscured by spray paint, so they uh, pulled him over to ask him some questions. And quickly, he confessed that he didn't have a license and confessed that he had stolen the scooter because there were drugs on it. There were two different illegal substances. So he's like, wait, wait, that's not mine. I was just driving the thing. I stole it. Yeah, that's legit. You can get me on that. But I didn't I didn't put those in there. <laughs> <laughs> you would arrest somebody for just delivering something, drugs, would you? Yeah, no. I unsuspectingly crossed the border with this. You can't hold me <laughs> hold that against me. I had no idea. Look, just give me the drugs. You can take the scooter and I'll go deliver <laughs> the drugs myself. All right? Fine. So, Ajay, story one or two, which one do you think is from Florida? You got the scooter with possessions nine tenths law, uh, or the people just basically could have rolled down the someone window. Someone who goes through a light and is like, "Hey, yo, yellow, I got drugs." You like story number one? I love story number one. I got bad news for you, buddy. That one's from Nebraska. Are you kidding me? Nebraska. Of course it's Nebraska. I mean, there's nothing to do there. Let's be honest. That being said, obviously, n- neither AJ nor I is condoning packing your car with drugs, driving no, 100 miles no, an hour. No, I'm not. Neither of us is doing but that. But did I just suffer my first loss in Florida or it, not? It's a new version. I think you get a couple trial runs at it, right? You don't have a you don't have an audience to help you out. Oh, so we're just we're doing it that way, huh? I feel like you get a couple warm-ups, right? Yeah, I'm still going to feel terrible about myself when I come here tomorrow morning. <laughs> And play this game again. That was in Nebraska? Nebraska. Florida or not. I don't blame him for doing it, man. <laughs> Florida or not on VFX. I am a child of divorce, and one of the things I think that would have greatly benefited me growing up is if my parents could have just a little bit put aside their feelings towards each other for this kids. However, one listener sent a message in, and when your ex, soon-to-be ex, is cheating, but you booked a vacation, should you really still go for the kids? Where is the line for what parents should do for their kids when things aren't really going great in their relationship? Ames with AJ on VFX. AJ in this morning. So we got a message over the weekend, AJ. Okay. So it says, yeah, I'm on the very early stage of getting divorced with my wife because she cheated and refused to cut a relationship. I'm deeply hurt. I feel uncomfortable being around here, and I especially feel uncomfortable when she's on the phone because I feel like whether or not she's chatting with her lover, that's who I think she chat with. It gives me trauma. Ooh. Anyway, a few months ago, before this happened, we planned on going vacation because uh, we have a 15-year-old daughter. We haven't really had a chance to do much during the pandemic. Everything is booked. Planes, hotels, all of that. I told my wife I'm not sure if I want to go, but she asked me to for the sake of our daughter. She even promised to reduce her time on the phone with her lover, or at least to do it while I'm not around, so I can be a bit more comfortable. The two of them aren't really experienced travelers, and my wife's not really experienced driver, so... Not really an option for them to kind of do it themselves, and this could be our last vacation as a family. Should I go? I have so many opinions here. Why, first of all, uh, she's like, well, for the sake of our daughter. No, for the sake of your daughter, you probably shouldn't be texting another man. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a fair point. You know, stepping out, probably not a good good way to go about I don't. That. So don't use that against him. Uh, and I, I get it. Like, they're not good travelers or whatever, but, dude, you shouldn't have to suggest subject yourself to such punishment because she's like well i'm not gonna text you know while you're around what if your daughter's next to the mom and she's texting you know somebody else daughter's like well mom who are you texting because it ain't dad that, that's a fair point because if they it doesn't say but if they're saying uh, the husband ex-husband said uh, soon uh, the early stages of divorce uh, daughter probably doesn't know no yeah there's no way or else or because if the daughter knew do you think she'd want to go on vacation with them i don't think so see so i my parents got divorced when I was six. I'm turning okay. 33 this year. My parents still can't stand each other. No kidding. Yeah. Like, for instance, like my brother's wedding, we had to specifically sit them at different tables, even though they were obviously there on my brother's side, no specifically to avoid any issues. So I I understand the thought process of, you know, for the kids. However, I don't. I think it's kind of bogus for the guy to be like, I'm not happy being around here. You broke my heart. You've kind of ruined my life to a certain extent. For her to be like... Well, just forget about that for a week. Meanwhile, I'll try not to call my lover while you're around. 
just get off the phone for a yeah, week. Like exactly. if it's if it's for the kid, then you can make a sacrifice Again, it's too. It's for the sake of the kid, quote unquote. Yeah. That's that's her words, not his. At the end of the day, though, what you said is true. If you're if you just mentally you're like you can't handle it, the kid may not understand. And I know I came into this complaining about parents not doing anything, but man, if you can't handle it, then you can't handle it. Like, do not have to subject yourself to mental torture. Honestly, I wouldn't go. I, I don't care if they're if she's a bad driver or a bad traveler. I don't want to go and, you know, knowing that 50% of her mind is on another person. One last thought on that. What if, what if you go out of spite? Because if you don't go, the the other dude goes. Now you've got mom, dude, and daughter going on vacation. It's still going to backfire on her because the daughter's going to be like, wait, mom, who's this? Yeah, rough. Mm, I don't think you got, that's, mm. Terrible. I you gotta make the decision best for you. You can make it up to your daughter. You really can. I don't know that you explain what's going on right now, but you can make it up to her. So but condolences, bro. That's rough. Uh speaking of rough, AJ, are you ready for this? This is a special round of park narcs. Because you know, I, I'm not saying that they're all run of the mill, but there's some that, you know, we've seen the people parked in the stripy rectangle. Today, though, Wow. You said it, man, the way you said that, it must be pretty bad. Wow. Well, you know what? It's been a minute since you looked at it. We'll let you decide. You get first crack at it. Oh, yay. Uh, On our social media, Utah's VFX. We'll talk about them after Little Nas X in about uh, five minutes. VFX. How much do you have to put aside for your kids if you're going through a divorce? Uh, Well, we were having that discussion, Ames with AJ, AJ in this morning on VFX, and apparently we missed one. Vern, tell us. Hey, you missed an option. What was the option? What did I miss? Kick her ass to the road <laughs> and take your daughter on vacation. It's true. You're experienced trailer. I mean, here's your money back. Get out of here. Yeah, go on now. It is with a heavy heart. I must say, go on now. Get. Yeah, AJ, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself. Hey, I didn't think of that. It's a win-win-win, okay? A win for you because you go on vacation with your daughter and a win for her because she gets to hang out at home and text her lover. Yeah. Win, win, win. Just give her the money back. Nobody has to explain it. Just a father-daughter trip. Yeah. Oh, there's no. I love that, Vern. I don't know why we didn't think of that. Well, we're busy. never mind. Actually, <laughs> the story, in case you missed it, just a few <laughs> minutes ago, someone, a listener, citizen, message soon to be divorced because wife stepped out, but wants to go on the vacation they booked for the sake of the daughter, and her her sacrifice was, I'll try not to text or call my lover while you're around. I'll try. Kudos on the sacrifice, even though that guy's like, I can't stand being around her. Yeah, go by yourself. Done deal. Uh, VFX, okay, AJ, it's been a minute since you've had to judge, and I'm sure you've looked peripherally. You've kind of glanced. You've seen them week in and week out. But I got to tell you, I, our, our nominees, our narkers this week, brought a special dose of park narks for you. Nominee number one. Not good, man. <laughs> Not good. Nominee number one. I parked next to the sign, right? I mean, it just. This fan is parked next to a sign that I'm going to suggest. I think if I had to guess, says don't park here because it's a red curb. Yeah. And they didn't park on the red curb. So good for them. They parked on the sidewalk, sidewalk next to the red man. curb. And these are apartment buildings, right? It looks like it. How did they How did they get up there? I, I just don't, you know, I'm not really like trusting a van oh, to be dude. like. You look at that, man. You look at that sweet vehicle right now. It's got nice shocks. Souped up. V8 engine. Just hop the curb. <laughs> Hopped right on the sidewalk and said, oh, I'm going to show you no parking sign. Is it a color matching thing? Is that what it is? Red curb, red van, totally cool then to park in that area. That's what it is. As long as I blend in, I'm good. I can't imagine what the person who took the photo was thinking here, though. Like, what? I, I wish they would have videoed this one, not just the it's photo. Like, double take. Like, wait a second. Nominee number two. Yeah, what are, you, eat, what are you guys eating over there? Yeah. So it's uh, at a McDonald's. There's a stripy triangle that says don't park here. There's a car parked in the special needs spot that I'm going to guess is right. And this second car decided to drive straight to the front of the car. It's like, hey, what, what do you got? Wait, wait, it smells sure smells good. Oh, man, I wish I could have some. Hey, is this drive through right here? Can I order right now? Uh, hey, 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 can I get a double cheese with a large fry? <laughs> Hold the door open, sir. Ma'am, one hamburger. Just pulls up. That actually would have been a better day. Is this drive through? Hey, uh, what do we guys got? There? I'll have one of what they're having. Dude, the car next to it. What do you think that person's thinking? Like, uh, excuse me? Can I help you? 
a little space here, man. I, need I don't to like back people. Out? I don't like people watching me eat. This is weird. Our, co- our like cars car- even need six feet of space. <laughs> all right, <laughs> cars just sitting there staring at him. What are you eating? I need to know the backstory of this because there's there can be no one that dumb, right? I, I, look, help me here, look, AJ. It's like Florida, not. I keep thinking we've hit the bottom of the thing. We haven't. Okay, from now on, no more photos. We need videos of these people doing this. I I need explanations. Speaking of fun, AJ, the weather's getting nicer, mm-hmm. right? So it's a good excuse to go outside to do some stuff. But I don't define exercise as fun. I love exercise. I, I believe what you just said. And I don't want to speak for the both of us, but I need some kind of external motivation. The question is, what would work? Have you ever kind of just forgotten what you look like a little bit, and then all of a sudden somebody takes a picture and you're happy to be in it, and then you see the picture and you go, ugh, ooh, that was rough. I, I did not like that. Nope, I have no idea what you mean. Ames <laughs> with AJ on VFX, AJ's in as well. Like recently that happened to me, I went, oh, man, I, ooh. That's that's a spare tire there. That is a spare tire. <laughs> and here's the thing. The weather's getting nice, and so I, I feel compelled to work out some more. Sure. But my big problem, Ajay, is it's I've gotten better as I've gotten older going to the gym. It's maintaining. Like the last time I went over like four weeks, I missed like four days, and then I got sick. I had a busy day at work like two days in a row. Next thing you know, my, my habit was broken. My schedule was broken, and then I just didn't end up going back. I, I just have a hard time with consistency. Like, I mean, I go with to the gym you. every four or five days, and I'm like, oh, that's good for a week. Yep, that's going <laughs> to cover me. And then I go back, and then, I mean, and I'm not even doing that much. And then I'm like, I don't want to get back in my car in the freezing cold weather, drive home. I just, I find too many reasons not to go work out. I feel it. All right, so Christy's on the line. Well, the question is, what is the thing that would help you be better at working out? Christy? Time. If there was more time in the day, then I wouldn't mind going at least once a day, mm. seven times a week. Mm. But since I never have time and I'm so exhausted, I never make it. I go like once a week, maybe twice at most. With all due respect, Christy, baloney. Baloney. Time? No, dude, time, it, it can be a factor. I don't disagree that time could be a factor in working out, but the, the thought that, oh, if I had more time in the day that the procrastination wouldn't kick in some more, you're like, oh, well, I can sleep a little bit longer, or I can get it now. Yeah, no, no. well, I mean, what do you want to do? Go at 5 o'clock in the morning or at 11 o'clock at night? I tried that for, I've tried that twice. Does it work? I've made it about a week, and yeah, it, does it doesn't not, work. does not work. Yep, absolutely. Okay, uh, we got uh, Cam on the line. Cam, what is the thing that would help you? be more consistent or better at the gym? I think the gym would have to either be in my house or right next door. Okay. I just don't see myself being motivated enough for me to get into workout clothes, get in the car, and drive over to the gym, then become a member and figure out which exercises to do, and I'd be all tired and sweaty. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I feel like we progressively heard Cam talk himself out of ever working out ever again. He was like, he was like you know what? At second thought, I'm good. Okay, here's the thing. If I have a gym inside my house, I'm working out every day. You think so? Oh, easily. 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 I used to have, when I was on that church mission, I, I would uh, I had a, some weights inside my house. Yeah. Six months straight. Didn't miss a single day. Didn't miss one I mean, day. it would be harder to procrastinate. Because when I look at those weights, I'm like, oh, I haven't lifted today. I have to get my lift in. Fair enough, man. I mean, I think I think that would legit help. I don't think Cam's wrong in that regard. I think there would be a little bit of procrastination, but it would be harder if it's, like, right there. Hey, wait, Cameron, did, did he say that his neighbor would have a membership he has to apply for? No, he said that oh. I have to apply for a membership, that I have to figure out what exercises I'm doing. <laughs> you know what? On second thought, I'm good. I'm good. So get this. A survey was done on this asking Americans the exact same thing. What is the thing you need to work out more? And I was like, okay, yeah, what do you you got? Quick fix it for me because time I think is an issue. Motivation I think is my biggest thing. In the survey, 65% of people said they'd be willing to exercise more if they had a cheerleader rooting them on. Wow, I had no idea. I, I honestly am speechless right now. I okay, sixty five percent is that what you just said? Sixty five percent. Two thirds of Americans were like, if there was someone with pom poms going, "Yay, Aj, you can do it! Yay, Aj, lift them weights!" I tell you, that makes me four, even. Six, eight, who do we appreciate? <laughs> your weights, your weights, go weights. That would make me even more self conscious. That is one hundred percent not the answer. I just, dude, what did they interview college students? <laughs> Seriously, 
Hey, get down and get rid of those pounds. Get down and get rid of those pounds. In, this, in my head, the scenario played out that I lift the weights, and she went, oh, AJ, and then she swooned, and then we fell in love. And that's I was how like, hey, ma'am, how do my abs look right here? Actually, why don't you just check the left cheek right there? Is that feeling <laughs> fine? Cheerleader, no. Cheerleader is by far and away the worst answer we've heard this morning. Yeah, dude, that's going to that's gonna make me walk out and never look. I'm good. with you. Speaking of which, in terms of motivation, this is not a, a good case to make one for myself, but you know what actually has gotten me to work out a little bit more? Huh. A dollar. One single dollar. What is the most pathetic thing you have done for the smallest amount of money? I'm so disappointed in you. All it took to motivate me for a little more exercise wasn't a cheerleader. It wasn't the gym in my home. It was simply a dollar. Okay, wait. Can I ask you, though, if your wonderful girlfriend was cheering for you while you were lifting weights, that wouldn't motivate you? No, I'd feel really self-conscious, i got to be honest. Okay. Because then I'd be like, I'd be like, shh, these are only like fivers. Like, there's nothing to be cheering here. And it was with AJ on VFX. AJ's in this morning. And so you know, our health insurance plan has this thing where each month you can earn up to $20 a month if you walk 8,000 steps a day for 20 days. And up until this weekend, had I done it, even though it's been available? No, I haven't. Weather got nice, and that's a big factor. And then I was like, well, I should probably earn my dollar. Four straight days have gone out. I've earned my $4. I'll go out again today and earn my fifth dollar. One dollar. Look at you go. All the motivation. Look at you go. Go get it, AJ, for one presidential flashcard. So it's it's good in the long run, but my question is, have you ever done something silly or stupid for little to no money? AJ, I have a weakness. What is it? I don't know. I care too much. I try to please people too much. And so, therefore, I am willing to go to any length to make you laugh, smile, and to do it for absolutely no benefit of mine Good whatsoever. To Good to know. Uh, I have done things. I've drank things for absolutely no no money at all. I'm like, hey, is this going to make you laugh? Yes, I'm in. Let what, me do it. What? Give me, what what's something you have drank uh, that you regretted? One time in our wonderful company fridge, there was like this cauliflower juice thing with jigger. And uh, my uh, other co-host and Shania may have like dared me to drink it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? For so nothing. I took a, yeah, I took a few gulps and then, <sighs> yeah. Ajay, you got to get paid at least a little bit. I, I know. I know. And there's just, I mean, there's so many things I've done. That have been, in fact, I used to create like a stunt movie. Um, it used to be on MTV. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I used to really? do stunts. I, and, I saw uh, that, actually. And I might have done it for no money at all. I didn't get paid one dime. <laughs> Just for the joy of Taking it. Taking a Fisher Price bike off of a school was not the smartest thing I've ever done. Taking a golf ball to the Ritz Crackers was not the greatest thing I've ever done. See, I thought I was going to look terrible for just the no, dollar motivating no. me, but I didn't realize I was talking to the king. I will beat you in this contest yeah, anytime, s- any day, anywhere, twice on Sunday. Yeah, dude, something for nothing. Okay, actually, can I tell you great? This isn't on me, but I can tell you a great story. When I was in high school, my sophomore year, I had a crush on this girl, and she knew I had a crush, but she also, she was like, oh, I kind of like you, but I also like this other guy. I think his name was one of those. Drew, right? Yeah. So we had marching band practice together. I confessed my feelings. She's like, I just don't know. She went to uh, summer camp for a few weeks while practice was out. We came back, and then she's like, I want to date you. And I was like, look, I don't want to, like, jinx this or anything, but, like, what happened? And she <laughs> verbatim goes, well, boys are stupid. And I said, well, I don't know that I could disagree, but given that I am one, you want to elaborate a little bit here? Because you're still dating me. What happened is the guy that she liked also worked as a counselor at the summer camp she went to, and she watched him on a dare from his cabin mates <laughs> drink water out of a vase that had plants in it, it was gross in that brown tent for $3, for 3 bucks. and then she was like, you know what? Nope. AJ. I'm going to date AJ. This guy's an idiot. And that was what <laughs> that did it. That does it. That's what did it. Okay, so one time we were on a plane for a USC women's basketball trip. And the equipment manager, lovely gal, she's like, "Aj, I'll give you five bucks if uh, you ask the lady if you can push the button for the uh, nose hosting to come down or whatever. So I go to the lady and I'm like, ma'am, I'm going to go ahead and just push this button right here. And I'm just going to see what it does. Goes, no, 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 don't, don't touch that. I'm like, no, ma'am, I just need to know if it works. No, don't touch that. I never got my five bucks, by the way. <laughs> and you're on the no fly list now. But Not man, I was thrilled about the result. That girl was laughing and I was thrilled for myself. Okay, so AJ, you, we clearly can see what he brings to the table. A little bit of self-sacrifice. Actually, a lot of self-sacrifice. Definitely some comedy. 
It's good to know because what we're going to get into is giving speeches. But even before that, how do you choose your best man? Ooh. Or maid of honor, obviously. As we all know, the sweet spot in any bridal party is to be a groomsman or a bridesmaid, but not the best man or maid of honor. Because you get all the perks of being in the bridal party. But you don't have nearly as many responsibilities. You don't have to head off the crazy in-laws. You don't have to calm down the panic attacks. AM's with AJ. AJ is in this morning's The Goals Gym Debate at 8 on VFX. My question, though, is, AJ, how do you pick the best man? Because my buddy, who's my roommate, is one of my very good friends, just got engaged uh, last week. And I got to talk to him this weekend. And I said, how's it feel? No different. Hey, when's the wedding going to be? Probably sometime next year. Who's going to be the best man? His response, that's a good question. Oh, boy. He knows. He's lying to me. Oh, he does? I, I feel like he has to. Like, he, he's, he's been with his girl for almost seven years. How devastated are you going to be when you find out it's not you? A little bit, to be honest with you. You should be. We were roommates for three years. I feel like I know him better than anybody. I mean, as long as I'm in the bridal party, that'll soften the blow a little bit, but I'd be a little bit bummed out. So my question is, when it comes to your maid of honor, your best man, how do you figure it out? Because my mom has maintained since I was a kid, my sisters are both 11 and 12 years younger than me, told all of us, you got to pick the siblings. The siblings have to be the best man, have to be the maid of honor. See, I have a duel to the metaphorical death. (laughs) And what I do (laughs) is I have them go rock, paper, scissors. We have a tri-meet. Rock, paper, scissors, best of three. Jeopardy, one game. Got to be smart. You want to know that they got the intelligence to put the, the speech together? That makes sense. Uh, and then we have who can make me laugh the hardest by doing something also stupid. Also good for the speech. <laughs> for doing something stupid. Let's lean back to our last segment, doing something <laughs> stupid. And I'm not going to pay you a dime. No, of course not. It's but for the honor. this gives you a chance yeah. to be my best man. Honor of best man. Figure it out. See, so here's, here's the problem is my sisters did not want to, at the time of the speech, I don't know if they've changed now because they've gotten closer, but at the time of the speech, they didn't want to pick each other for maids of honor, even though they were like teenagers at the time. And I told them they didn't have to. Like, I, my brother picked me, and I'm going to pick my brother, but that's because we're best friends. But with this situation, I'm I'm convinced that it, well, not that it should be me, that it was going to be me. And it's funny you mentioned a duel to death because that's the only way I feel like we could solve this. Because you can't operate with co-best men. How do no, you do the speech? No, no. Who's the who's the one that people come to? It's, yeah. it's a communications nightmare. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. One best man. That's what they don't call best men. They yeah. call best man. Yeah. So I, I've never been a best man before, and I'm kind of livid. Really? I would have thought for actually, sure. No, I got one. Sorry. Sorry. I, I got one. The Who marriage was, was just really short. <laughs> My brothers. Oh. Well, and see, now, now, see, you put me in a bad position because I was going to say, well, you might have been a bad luck omen. <laughs> Two, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't count, but it might also kind of not count because, you know, it's siblings. <laughs> In which case, I'm with you. I've been best man once, too, and it was my brother's wedding. Okay, so let me ask you, can you do a speech? I mean, how are you with your speeches? See, I'm glad you brought that up because another reason I'm actually thinking about this best man thing is because of something uh, a contender for best man at my friend's wedding said the other night, and I'm glad you brought this up because I might need some advice. Okay. Of course, if you're selected as best man and maid of honor, you got to bring the house down with your speech. Got to get some laughs. Definitely got to have a moment in there where you get a little bit of a tear, at least a little bit. You got to deliver a dynamite speech. Fun fact, actually, Abe's with AJ at VFX. AJ's in this morning. It's Goals Gym debate today. When I at my brother's wedding, I was best man, uh-huh. so I had to speech. So all day of the wedding, like we're there early, setting stuff up. Me and the maid of honor working together, helping my brother and my sister-in-law get things figured out right. We're the right-hand man and woman of them. All day talking mad crap to each other about who's going to have the better speech. I am. No, no, no. Mine's going to make him cry so much. Like, all day. Walking down to the pathway to walk down the aisle, talking crap still. Still still talking crap about it. We shut up once the cameras were on, but yeah. Yeah. Because you got to be able to give a good speech. Dude, you know, I'm still really mad at my brother. Like, he had his other friend give the speech. He sucked. How does that make sense? You were the best man, right? That's, yeah, like I don't know what the he other dude is doing. And you go like, oh, this guy's giving the speech. And I'm like, listening to him, and I'm like, man, you suck. Like, I could have made him laugh and cry within 20 seconds. You should have just grabbed the mic and, and been like, these all right. people, you made them all sleep within 20 seconds. That's bad. So you so you're a good speech giver then. Oh, dude, I'm one of the best ad libbers improv guys. I'm not even gonna prep. I'm just gonna go up gonna there wing it. and wing wow. it. 
and it's still going to sound incredibly good. So here's the reason. You mentioned this. Here's the reason I'm nervous. So my buddy got engaged. Okay. I think I'm going to be the best man, but obviously his call. What has me nervous is one of the other guys who is in running for being best man said last night, well, whenever it's time for speeches, I'm already working on mine. So regardless if he's best man or not, he's working on a speech, which means not only do I have to give a great speech, I got to top his speech. Wait, how many speeches are allowed? people allowed to give? I don't know. I mean, if we never fork over the mic, I guess until the end of time. Don't you only need one speech? Technically, technically it should be best man made honor, but we've known it for so long. I mean, I don't know that he's necessarily going to turn it down. Because frankly, the Corey's the guy who said that. Uh, He's a sweetheart. Everybody loves him. So nobody's gonna have the heart not to let him say something. Yeah. But now I gotta top his. If he's not, if he's best man, then it's already good to go, right? But All if right, I'm so best man, let me give you a few pieces of advice. I'm One, listening. tell him where you're from first. I mean, that's what people want to know. Hey, my name's AJ, and I'm from Logan. <laughs> let them just make sure we know where we're at okay. there, and then. Give a quick snide joke, you know, of of, of the uh, groom. Never right. thought we'd be here. Never thought we'd be here. <laughs> Over under said never for you. Congratulations. I actually might say that. I yeah. gotta be honest. <laughs> um, but then if you do that, make sure you give credit to your co-host. Your I'm gonna, host. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a ten dollar bill in my pocket. Whatever say- you do, whatever you do, AJ. I learned this very. I learned this last night. Do not make fun of his wife. No, definitely. The guy will come up okay. and slap you. So, yes, here's my problem with the speech as well. I'm kind of, I don't hate her, but I'm a little bit indifferent. Okay, so then, okay, that's all right. You never even have to bring her up. Don't even bring, don't ever, don't even be like, hey, I'm glad you got married. Nuh-uh. No. You just talk about him just as an individual okay. separately. How the, ma- is there a limit of jokes I can make at his expense? Yeah, There's there a is. Okay. I think two. And then the rest of them, you, I mean, if you're not having them laughing and crying within one minute, you just pass the mic on. Yeah. Get off yeah. the freaking mic. So you got to have a point of no return somewhere in my speech. Be like, eh, well, this isn't working. Well, it uh, looks like you guys are falling asleep. Looks like yeah, that guy's already heading back for fists. So uh, have a good night, everybody. All right. Thank you to the master pointers of Ajay. This- oh, have some music to send you out. Like, um, uh, what's that one song from uh, Dito or whatever her name is? D- yeah, 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 Dido. Yes, right. her. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't think of the song. I, I can hear it in my yeah. head, but I can't yeah. sing. Yeah, as you're signing off. Or even leave. Paula Cole. I don't want to wait till I left. And then that's when you're signing off. Is it possible to have you sing that song to play in the background for me as I apparently leave the wedding? Look, I've already said it. I do dumb things for free, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I'm a little bit less terrified now of this whole speech thing. You should be. You're welcome. Which is, which is good and bad because... One, I don't want to get nervous. Two, it's bad because I'm actually scared of some of these stupidest things. Though I got to tell you, what happened in my basement last night, I think everybody would be freaked out by. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I'm now a little bit slightly less terrified of delivering a speech in front of all my friends and loved ones during a wedding than I am in my basement. Ames with AJ on VFX. AJ's in. No, no, get this. Okay. So if I can describe my basement, my basement is this brown, unfinished, like, dirt stone color. Okay. And it's it looks like, like, if you pictured a horror movie basement, it's it fits the part. It's got the part. Sure. So, but there's a door with a deadbolt on it that splits the basement apart. So there's the side we have with storage and the laundry in it. The other side behind that door that we can open at any given time but choose not to, there's, like, the water heater and there's shelves in there. It's really dark in there. We never go in there. Last night... I go down to get some laundry, and not only is that door open, which I did not open, and Ashley did not open, the light is on in the basement. So I'm walking down kind of slowly, making sure that nothing's going to jump out of that doorway at me, and I get all of a sudden in a jigsaw game. I get the stuff I wanted out of the, the dryer, and I walk up slowly backwards to make sure nothing sneaks up on me, and then I trot off the last part, and I flip the light off and close the door real fast, because everyone knows the light's off, the monsters can run upstairs. But I was like, wow, this is not cool. I don't know what prank my landlord is playing, but got me good. <laughs> I could, And I'm afraid of my basement. I'm legitimately afraid of my basement. <laughs> it's like Home Alone, McCulley Culkin. <laughs> pretty much. Except instead of the furnace that actually turns on, it's that there's nothing down there. It just weirds me out. It's just the aesthetic. <laughs> One of these times, like, Jigsaw's going to pop out and be like, oh, game over. <laughs>
Next thing you know, I wake up in the bathroom like, what did I do? You got to test for your sins or whatever he says. <laughs> so what's going to happen, man? Okay, so I, I, I mean, um, you ever seen Dumb and Dumber? Remember when Jim and uh, Jeff Daniels cried when they're watching the Pacific Bell commercial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay. like wiping, they're blowing their nose with $100 bills. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I had a much uh, tragic experience than that. I was watching... TV, I was watching a, a basketball game, and all of a sudden, the Scream trailer came on. Okay. And I had my lights off, and I watched that trailer, and I was like, oh my gosh. So I soiled myself, <laughs> and then realized that I needed to go upstairs and just go hide underneath my blankets. Dude, it, honestly, that trailer terrified me so much. I took a dead sprint up the stairs. While I was sprinting up the stairs, I fell, and I face-planted myself <laughs> On to the stairs. I damaged every part of my body. Saying a bunch of words that I can't say on this show right now. I made it up the stairs, crawled onto my bed, still saying those words, and hid underneath my blanket and turned on Disney. So, just for the record, you'll take a Fisher-Price bike off a school roof. Yeah. But you hid under your blankets because of a trailer for a movie. Just Just so we're all following you. Is that what it was? You know what? You need to watch your language right now. <laughs> or I'll end up in the saw basement again. <laughs> Game over. Uh, no, actually, okay, I'll, I'll level with you. I am terrified of falling through any kind of grading, subway grading whatsoever. And you're from Mountain Crest. Yeah. So the press box, right? So it's, it's bleachers. It's the, the metal yep. bleachers all the way up. And then you get to the part where the, the steps go up. It's graded staring. I hate doing it. I hate those. It's like seven steps. Hate it. I'm convinced one of these times just whoop, down I go. I will give you 20 bucks if you take a full sprint up and down the stairs once. <laughs> 20. And I want to film it. <laughs> I'll think about it. Uh, can I get transference? Like if I fall through and die, you'll give that to like Ashley or no, somebody? No, you can't fall through. You got to be able to keep your feet. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm down there dying. You're like, you fell through. Bet's off. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm walking away. I'm out. This is the type of thing to make me rage. We have this contest here, and Ajay's finding a loophole hey, to get out of paying me. I don't make them rules. Uh, actually, speaking of which, I bet that a lot of people could use advice from me and you. I don't know. Scale 1 to 10. We'll figure this out. But how angry do you get about sports? Oh, uh, okay. Because I've got a buddy who, if he's not a 10, he's close to it. Ooh. So I actually might need some advice. All right. What is the silly thing that scares you? That was a question we just asked. It's our Thermo Fisher poll today on VFX, Utah's VFX, all social media. Uh, Thermo Fisher voted best place to work in northern Utah is hiring. They're also looking for manufacturing technicians, distribution, and warehouse positions across multiple shifts. Starting at $16 an hour up to $18.97, depending on experience and shift, visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. AMs with AJ. AJ is in this morning on VFX. And you can help me, buddy. So okay. we're both big sports fans. Diehards. And we both have our teams that notoriously break our heart. Yes. Right? So we take it a little bit hard. We do. And as we know, with the March tournament going on, not just sports fans, everybody fills out brackets because lots of places have prizes. Like I have a friend. I tell you, I kid you not. I have a friend who doesn't watch sports at all, but her workplace is doing like a bracket thing challenge for like great prices, like iPads and stuff like that. She's going to win. I bet you she has a better bracket than I do right now. She picked the hottest guys on the team. And she's <laughs> like, yep, that's the team that's going to win been, it all. I, her, her, that or mascots. She might have gone with mascots. Okay. But, so she probably had the peacocks going far because, you know, obviously, how <laughs> often do you see that mascot? A peacock. My question is, what is some advice when you're getting bummed, like if you're if you're in a relationship and someone's a big sports fan, they get a little upset. What's some advice that works for you? Because I got a buddy who takes it super serious, like to the point, like I'm a big sports fan. I have problems being around him when his team's not doing well. Like, wh- give me some, ex- give me an example of like how hard he actually takes. Okay, it, so uh, we're Purdue, we're Purdue basketball fans. We're both hearts. alum, right? Yes. Last year in the tournament, Purdue lost in the first round. Bummer to the 13 seed North Texas. Huge upset. He was here, I think, another two days after that. Really just didn't talk much. We didn't really go do anything. Like, he was just like, I'm good. I'm, no kidding. I'm done. Yeah, he was just done. Like, Man. how do you deal with that? I-, I tell him to suck it up and get out. Like, seriously, man. I mean, I've been a part of it. I, like, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a basketball fan. I'm a jazz fan. I'm an Aggie fan. And, you know, they've broken my heart, too. But you don't see me standing in the corner of my house thinking about life. 
But to be be honest, your heart a little bit, little bit. No, numb. but I do get. I, so I get angry though. I mean, I really do. I have, I have broken controllers. I, I have that. bought I four different PS4 controllers. You know, when my team loses on video games, not my fault. It's their fault. Yeah, the video yeah. game itself. CPU. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, I take it hard too. But I mean, honestly, twelve hours later, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm. I, that's that's what's so tough about it. My advice would be generally a little bit of space. Maybe commiserate a little bit, like ah, those refs—they were terrible, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you kind of join Get in. Get it out. Yeah, and then you kind of let. It go. But man, he takes it so hard. To be honest with you, three straight tournaments. Yeah, he is that not, sucks. He's not had because so so twenty twenty was canceled. The year before that, he was at the Purdue game. They lost on the buzzer, or they got the buzzer beater and they lost in overtime. Okay. He was here. They lost to North Texas the first round. He was here. They were in the Sweet 16 against a 15 seed, which has never gone to Elite Eight. They lost again. Those are his last three tournament experiences with our team. But see, I don't let anybody film me while I'm watching the game. Like, if there's friends there and they have their cameras on me, I will kick them out. I, I, I honestly will kick them out. I did. When the Patriots played the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game in 19, I had a like some friends wanted to come over. On my door, I had a list of rules. You really? don't say anything bad about my team. You don't say anything good about your team. You don't cheer. You stay. Ex- you stay absolutely dead silent. You are a mummy. You do not act in any way. I don't think I would want to watch the game with you, Aj. Oh wait, why not? So now, why? Oh wait, if I don't overreact, then it's bad. No, oh, if no, I overreact, no, no. it's bad. Which one is it, Aj? But I, I would like the ability to express a little bit of emotion. You can snap your fingers. <laughs> ha cha cha cha! That was a great play. <laughs> you know what the toughest? The toughest actually thing to deal with a sports fan. When Andrew Luck retired from the Colts, Ashley is a Colts fan. She cried. Oh man! And I was like, I don't know how to deal with this because, like, I'm stunned too. I would have started laughing at her. That's not. The, the I would have been like, "You're death. crying! You're crying! <laughs> He's not uh, even that good uh, of a player." So Aj established with his rules. And his uh, laughing at my girlfriend crying about one of her favorite players. Uh, yeah, that might have been too far. Yeah, he's not the one to go to for this advice. So <laughs> if you have a partner that takes it too hard, don't ask Ajay because he'll make it worse. <laughs> That's what we've landed on. VFX's Facebook roulette, trying to find the things that are inspiring or funny, good things to be on your social media and put them on Utah's VFX. Abs with AJ. Ajay's in here today. So I thought the way this would work is I found a great post, and then you tell me if it's funny or not. Okay. With While knowing, while knowing, if you say it sucks, I already picked it. It's going on the VFX Facebook page. Okay, so I need to say it's funny no matter what. Got it. Just, you know. So I landed on my friend Corey. It's a picture, a two-picture comic. says, kids, when it's time to wake up for school, and it's a coffin just laying there. Kids, when they're sleeping on, uh, kids, when they should be sleeping in on the weekend, it's Imhotep from uh, the mommy getting ready to fight. Uh, I mean, not funny, but yet it makes incredibly great sense of this world. Yes. <laughs> Do you have trouble, by the way, sleeping in on weekends? Like, I know you don't do Oh, yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? Okay. Like, with our, I mean, you know, like with our sports travel schedule yeah. and such, like, my body's up at 6.30 a.m. in the morning no matter what. Saturday. I'll I, tell you what. My body was really messed up after Las Vegas, like, coming back and having the time change. Oh, yeah. Dude, my body was just. In shreds. Just this weekend, I, I went to bed Friday, dead tired. Stayed up way too late, dead tired, thinking I got nothing to do Saturday. I'm sleeping all day, wide awake, 9.55. Wide awake. And that's sleeping in for me, don't get me wrong. But I thought, I was like, I'm going to get a solid 10 to 14 hours of sleep today and make up for all the sleep I don't get during the week. But I was like, nope, we're done. 10 o'clock, we're up. Let's do this. Get up, get going. Oh, so dumb. The AJ Knight, AJ Salvi on all social media for the both of us. Utah's VFX across the board. Of course, you can uh, vote for Parknarks. It's uh, pinned to the top of our Facebook page. It's on Instagram as well, Utah's VFX for both of those. If you missed anything for the show, of course, anywhere podcasts are, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio app, search for Utah's VFX, and then Ajay will be joining us for the after show, which, of course, that comes up at about 1030, Utah's VFX across the board. Ajay, thanks for being in today. Always. He'll be in tomorrow. So until then, for Abs with AJ, don't do anything we wouldn't do. Thanks for listening to VFX.